The Brum Radio Shop is now open with all sorts of Brum Radio stuff with everything from t-shirts and hoodies to mugs and posters and much more. Support Brum Radio. Go to brumradio.com and click on shop. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Hiya, this is Barbara Nice here. Barbara's in Strides at Nice is in the Biscuit. Thanks for listening, kids, to Barbara Nice and Friends podcast. We are going from strength to strength. It's me and it's Paul. Where's Paul? Are you there, Paul? Hello, I'm still here. Good. What we do is we talk to people. We talk to people that met over the years that took my fancy sometimes i've met them a few times sometimes i've only met them for a little split second i thought oh i think you're piggy brilliant and it's a lovely chance for us to have a chat and i know people are enjoying it because we get messages saying thanks barbara thanks but lots of thanks for paul which is good because <laughs> he's doing a good job it's not easy what you're doing what, what music's going on love <laughs> across the flat complex that i'm in there's a, a nice lady practicing her violin right and there's a car that's pumping out bump 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 music so it's like a musical standoff <laughs> do they are they aware of each other or I don't know. what do you think i'd you like to think know. that the violin lady's playing louder than the the bum bum music gets louder and it's like a, it's like that dueling banjos thing oh very nice yes it's a lovely day isn't it oh it's great. If, it's if you're listening we're recording this mm. on what was supposed to be a very hot day and the right for for a pig in change is boiling i tell you what i'm going to do after i'm going to go for a wild swim a wild swim going swimming yeah you've been told that you can go wild swimming so i oh. love swimming anyway i'm going into the water and the virus apparently you're fine you can't, it doesn't live in the water it's a fish I am go- yeah yeah that's right <laughs> fish are immune you heard it here first the school of fish are all immune <laughs> all that stuff school about schools yeah that is one school we can get back to very good now i hope people are laughing because that's high quality stuff <laughs> pulling that well that's high quality banter kids <laughs> On this beautiful day. For free every day. That's what you get on the Barbara's podcast. Um, well, we have to get Well, on that time. note. Go on, go on, go on. Uh, Any promise of money? We have a new advert at the start of our podcast for the Bum Radio <laughs> shop. So right, what does that a, mean? It means that Bum Radio has got a shop and you want to support the podcast and support from radio who put the podcast out you can get a mug a t-shirt a hoodie and hopefully eventually barbara and i's cup i'm cup. gonna get some merch in there yeah. all right a lot of people will be thinking how are paul and barbara doing this long distance podcasting are you there paul yeah yep still here all right look just that you i can only see you on a little green light that goes oh, up yeah. and down when there's nothing there you think <laughs> paul's paul's dead I know you're not dead, but you know it's flat lines. It means, yeah, there's no background noise and it won't interfere. I know you that, and this is the kind of extremely good work that has given Paul Hasley so much acclaim on Twitter. That's true. The brilliant Paul Hasley. <laughs> what a great sound man. And it's good, Paul. I hope you get. Do you think we'll have awards? Do they do podcast awards? Oh, they do podcast awards. Yeah, yeah, there's podcast How do you get to go in for them? We should get one. Oh, yeah, I think you have to nominate yourself, but then people vote for What's you. What's wrong with you? that? Let's pick and nominate <laughs> ourselves. When do the nom- nominations have to go in i don't in. know i mean i don't think it's like a standard award season like you get on tv we'll have to search all right and... just nominate and yeah. if anybody's listening and think pigging out they've done well these two kids because it all started on the 23rd of march were we there right from the beginning of lockdown with this kid yeah we did a very quick one didn't we like a 10 minute we're going to do a podcast sort of podcast yeah and we were there from the piggy beginning mm-hmm. gotta get something for that yeah gotta get something a medal or a plaque motivation stay at home yeah. and listen to barbara now our lovely guest today is the brilliant, the wonderful. 
I love Sample. <laughs> Arthur Smith. How are you yeah. out there, Mrs. B? I'm all right, thank you very much, Mr. Arthur. How, <laughs> how are you getting on with all this, love? What's, what do you think? What? Is there anything funny happening? Oh, yeah, all this lockdown business. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I am, like so many entertainers, I feel like I, I miss the stage and standing in front of people showing off. Yeah. Uh, but fortunately, I haven't started dancing in the kitchen and posting it to everyone yet. <laughs> but listen, love, last time I saw you, I think it was in your piggy kitchen. You were ahead of your time when you, you, you had that show, didn't you? That was your cleaner on for a bit. And it was at your house. That's so right. All this I know stuff that... about people recording from their houses. You that you've always been a, a, a bloody trailblazer, <laughs> anyway, Arthur. You yeah. did that pigging years ago, didn't you? Yeah, the Ballam Bash. That's right. Yeah, yeah Tell we us about that, actually look. Oh, we had some brilliant times. It's hard to think that I had, you know, like the Alabama Three playing in the kitchen and Squeeze. <laughs> and uh, was it Katie Mellower and all sorts of people were game to come and do a turn in the kitchen. And I remember, in fact, Stephen K. Amos did his gig uh, in the bath, in our bathroom, I remember. <laughs> it's brilliant. And you were ahead of your time. You could, do you think you could do it again? Well, from your place. Yeah, I'm wondering that actually. I mean, I think someone else has mentioned that to them at Radio Four. So, if anyone's listening at Radio Four, I think that would be a good idea. So to piggy and I. Yeah. I like all this doing stuff from home. It's very punk as well, Arthur, because we're not waiting either for somebody to give us permission. We are just doing it. Yeah. yeah. And I saw a smashing picture of you. You put on Twitter. Have you oh, on yeah. stage in some very good trousers, if you don't mind saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. Great pants. <laughs> Looking very good with a fellow covered in oil and somebody else having the time yeah. of your life. When, yeah. when was that picture taken? I have absolutely no recollection of it whatsoever. <laughs> But it was sent to me by Nick Steele at the from the Bath Comedy Festival, and I, I he suggested it took place in Bath, you know, I don't know, sometime in the nineteenth century, I suppose. I mean, I was smoking on stage as well. I do you know. remember that? Yes, I do. Smoking on stage, drinking on stage, smoking in the audience. Yeah. And I've had because I I packed in fags now, but I've had a few fags backstage with you. Do you remember that gig we were at where we had to go downstairs for about five, five miles, get outside, have a fag, then come back up again? Do you remember? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Well, if you are a resolute smoker before gigs, you, you, you'll often find, you know, you often have to do quite a long journey to get to a strange back door when you go out and there's all the bins there and rats and whatnot. <laughs> and then right. the tech is also sneaking a fag. I obviously didn't give up smoking, but uh, when did you give up then? Uh, just before Christmas. I've been trying quite a few times, Arthur. But this lockdown's helped because I connect smoking a bit with gigging. So I don't know what oh, yeah. will happen when I get back into that live situation and I know where the fire escape is and I see yeah. the techie going off the fire. <laughs> and I say, is it all right to smoke out there? And he'll say, yeah, do you want one? I'll go... Yeah, I try not to do that, Arthur. I no, do feel no, don't for it. I, I have heard tell that, uh, that apparently there's medical information and reports say that smoking's bad for you, I've heard. Have you heard that? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I have heard it. Have you heard it? 
No, I don't think. I don't, but it's still fake news, that, isn't it? It's still fake news. So, <laughs> I, so for us, in this lockdown, I tell you what I'm liking about it. I'm loving the extra time to enjoy my garden. You've got a little garden, haven't you? Yeah, a tiny little garden, yeah. And I've got the big, I can't remember what they're called because I have no real interest in gardening, but I've got a few roses and and I've been taken over by, what are they called? Ignothoruses or something. They're rather beautiful, but they're very big. Well, (laughs) yeah. It's the, the, there's a great big bushy green bit around, and then a, and then the stalk in the middle, and at the top is a little tiny, like a kind of penis head of red and yellow. Does oh, that mean sounds... anything? I'm going. I'm going to look that up on plant app. <laughs> <laughs> I really all should get plant app, and and I've also got what I really love in my back garden though is right at the back, just resting against the wall, hidden by the 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 uh, penis plants, whatever they're called. <laughs> is I've got a little bit of slate, and underneath it, is, there's all the snails from this area congregate. <laughs> Their club. Yeah. Club. I mean, I have to say, they're not social isolating at the moment. No, then. <laughs> That's <laughs> bloody right, there is. The snails are all round your end, under your slate. Yeah, I know. They're, they're always having a party, but I'm, I'm faintly <laughs> intrigued by them because one day there'll be ten there, and then you'll go. I'll go there the next morning, and then they're all gone. But I mean, I can't see them anywhere. Or where do they go? Do they dig down into the earth? And I mean, you can't think they'd get far without me noticing. But then next day they're all back again. Or there's only two. Or it's like some kind of snail guest house. I think. I think an Airbnb, a snail B and B. I think it sounds very good, Arthur. And if anybody's listening out there who knows what snails are up to, Larry's piggy no, because I know what he's talking about. You can suddenly see clusters and clusters of yeah. them. Yeah. And yeah. the next day, where have they gone? And then they're back yeah. again. I know. Well, and what, what is it they do? How long do they live, snails? Not very long, I imagine. We need to find it. Honestly, if you're listening, you know about snails, please let us know about it. Yeah, I really want to know everything about snails. <laughs> well, I must admit, I do. I have, having lived in France for a while, I, I do have a bit of a taste for escargot. Right. And are they all right, Arthur? Oh, yeah. Have you never eaten snails? No, I haven't, love, no. No, oh, yeah, snails are quite nice. You know, you get them in your classic French restaurant. Uh, oh, i tell you what I had yesterday that I really enjoyed. Uh, oysters. I hadn't had an oyster for ages. Where did you get your oyster from, love? Uh, for, there's a fish shop up the road that does them. And then, my, my again, my wonderful partner, Beth, has, we've got a, she bought for three quid a, an oyster opener. And and she's now can open them and oh I really fancy an oyster now oh right. I want an oyster <laughs> and this is the weather for it isn't it and three quid she's a good bargain on Sir Beth you fell on your feet when you messed her oh sure three did quid. yeah I know and the oysters aren't that expensive up there because obviously they're quite pricey normally oysters and as and like you Barbara I'm sure I'm you know one wonders about one's finances I've you That's know you. Right. Lordy, you must have lost, I mean, I have dozens of gigs, obviously. In Edinburgh, were you going to Edinburgh this year? I, I 
I wasn't wasn't going to go, but I mean, that's gone. I was going to do Glastonbury, though, love, so I'm a bit upset about that. I fancied Glastonbury this year. Yeah. A lot of people, are, I had Paul Foot on and he was going, can I please go through my calendar with everybody? Glastonbury, cancelled. Edinburgh, cancelled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very funny, but also blinking true. Yeah, All I know. Overnight, love, as well, you know, overnight. I know, and one wonders how, how we'll proceed in the future, at what point it will be acceptable again to have, you know, 200 people sat together in a room. And one, one worry for the future of theatre and everything, you know, it's going to be ages, isn't it? Live I think I think outside will work, because I think yeah. outside stuff will work. I can do um, some of my alternative tours, maybe, because I like doing them. Arthur Piggin Perfect. Because yeah. you used to do stuff in Edinburgh, didn't you? Stuff yeah, I still do one. Midnight. Yeah, oh, later than that. It's I still do it every year. Well, obviously <laughs> not this year, but it usually starts at 2am and you meet at the top of the Royal Mile and then I dispense great, uh, great uh, bullshit about the history of Edinburgh and I pay people to do ridiculous things and back in the old days when there were like 200 people mm. and I had, a, and I had a, a loud hailer I actually got arrested at the end of one of them which I'm quite proud of <laughs> What was you arrested for? Well, uh, breach of the peace and possession of a <laughs> megaphone apparently <laughs> but, You can uh, still go on and I was quite, I must say, I'm quite proud because Simon Munnery was also arrested at the, at the same thing. And I discovered later that it was because, it was always because Malcolm Hardy always used to ring the police at the start of these tours <laughs> as a bit of a gay. So I always wondered why there were police always used to turn up and sort of keep an eye on us. Another time I remember uh, there was a little police lock-up uh, cell just down the Royal Mile on the right there. And I remember I had about 200 people and we were standing outside. This little old jailer came out and I said, we, and this, this is how long ago it was, I said, Nelson Mandela is in there, we demand you free him. <laughs> and he said, OK, I'll let him out round the side if you just like to move on. <laughs> Brilliant. That's yeah. the people listening to this. They might not know Malcolm Hardy. It's just sum him up, love. Sum him up in a few words. Well, he was a legendary uh, comedian convict who used to <laughs> book acts no one else would at his most terrible venue down in South London called the Tunnel Palladium, where hecklers <laughs> used to meet up beforehand in order to boo people off. And it was... <laughs> And he himself was famous for uh, taking all his clothes off and urinating on the audience. <laughs> and, and he had very big bollocks, didn't he, love? Unfeasibly large. Well, he told me once, this is a little uh, thing you won't hear on any other podcasts. He, he, apparently, <laughs> it, he, they were the second biggest in the country after Jenny Agatha's father. <laughs> 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 Now, listening to that story and the story of you going around with a loud tailor and Simon Munnery and paying people to do tricks and stuff and listening to the stuff about the Tunnel Club, do you think live comedy is anything like it used to be? 
Well, I mean, it's the same principle, isn't it? Someone's going on there trying to make you laugh. But I think it's different. You know, there, there were kind of two strands of comedy back then. There was your traditional kind of Stan Boardman, twinkly jacket, lots of old gags. And then there was this alternative comedy where you never really knew what was going to happen. There were all sorts of deranged acts you'd see. Yeah. And uh, there was a kind of... Well, I suppose it was a bit more kind of punky. And and yeah. since then, you, you find there's the big agencies who kind of sign up certain people and then produce show, TV shows and put all their acts on them. I think it's a less carefree <laughs> kind of... Um, Activity now, probably. Yeah, there seems to be me to me to be less. What's going to happen now? And I think both you and I are still keen on the what's going to happen now. Yeah. Do you remember me coming downstairs on a tea tray, love, when we used to do uh, them shows together? Oh yeah, of course I do. <laughs> and your great crowd. You are the greatest crowd surfer who ever lived, Barbara. Thanks, love. Five pound in the post coming your way. <laughs> do you think we'll be able to do that? We won't be able to do that kind of thing now, really, will they? We'll have to see what goes on, because I share your concern, really, about what's going to happen in the future. But you know what? I think people are clever. When you first came up with that idea, as I'm going to do this Edinburgh tour, you know, at two o'clock in yeah. the morning, there'll be somebody coming up with... I still think you could do that tour, and I don't see why you yeah. could do it in Edinburgh this year. But... The Edinburgh Festival does not own entertainment in Edinburgh. No, true. If you true. want to go, love, you can go and do that. Well, uh, is it a good idea for me to get on a train to Edinburgh? I'm not sure if that's, you know... No, I know what you mean. You could go oh, in a car, though. Yeah, but I don't know how to drive, do I? Now, I, I'm going to say you, one so... word to you. Beth, <laughs> Beth. <laughs> no, she can't drive either. Mind you, I, I did... I sailed... Well, can you not? I think all no. we, a friend of mine on Radio 4 once did a programme called Poets Can't Drive. Oh. And uh, obviously oh. Shakespeare couldn't and whatnot, but apparently there's a long history of, of poets who can't drive. And uh, I think it's overrated driving. And if I had oh. learnt to drive, I'd probably be dead now anyway because I'd have been driving pissed in my <laughs> 20s or something. We was talking about that the other night, when they had, the other day on the podcast. In, so in Clubland in the 70s, when people would go to these clubs, you'd go there at 8 o'clock, you'd have a meal, and yep. then there'd be a dance and there'd be a band on. Then the act, the headliner... Um, people like Dusty Springfield would come on at 12, 11 o'clock at night and yeah. then there'd be another dance. So, And then we're thinking, how do people get home? Well, people would drink driving, weren't they? People oh, would yeah. love it, really. Oh, yeah. Ah, Dusty Springfield. I met her once. She was lovely. What was she like? Oh, was she very nice? Oh, she was charming, yeah. I mean, she, she, had it, she, she didn't have it easy, did she? But what a great performer. And great Who's the... Who's, yeah, yeah. Who are the who are the famous old performers you've met in your time, Barbara? That I've really liked and enjoyed. I've met them. I don't know whether yeah. I have met. Um, uh, I love Paul O'Grady, but I wouldn't say he's yeah. old or anything like that. Nah, I didn't, he's been. I tell you, I worked with recently. I thought he was great. Bernie Clifton. Oh yeah. God, he was funny, Arthur. It was. Yeah, with, I bet. It was with John Richardson and his lovely wife Lucy Beaumont. In oh, yeah. somewhere like Halifax, one of those towns, raising yeah. money for a, a charity. It was a great thing. And he came on. He was absolutely 
brilliant. As soon as he put his foot on the stage, we're going, who's this? Who's this fella? Do you know <laughs> oh, what I yeah. mean? You can see yeah. it when they know what they're doing, can't you? Yeah, I once did. I did a gig with uh, Robin Williams once at the comedy oh, store. Gosh, what was that like? Well, he he, as he used to do in those days, wherever he went in the world, his instinct was to go to the biggest, nearest comedy club mm. and offer to go on and do half an hour or whatever. And of course, everyone yeah. always said yes. And I think he, I think in those days, he was doing quite a lot of cocaine. He was kind of you know, really, really wild. In fact, I had to go on after him. So I can honestly say that I had Robin Williams as my support act. <laughs> Really, and was he good? That's the thing. Was he good? Well, actually, he he was he was brilliant in flashes, but he was just improvising. And actually, he was hadn't really got the uh, the microphone technique was lacking a bit, so you could always hear what he was saying. <laughs> well, that's fundamental. I don't care who he is. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Well, I suppose maybe just someone put one on him normally or something. I don't know. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> absolutely brilliant you used to be able to buy you used to be able to buy lessons in microphone technique i remember in the back of the wow. stage really yeah i mean oh, in I the back that. of the advertising the stage yeah. newspaper oh that's, that's right yeah oh, I love that. the <laughs> stage used to be a good place for the for, you'd look there for jobs didn't you and things like that's that, right well i think you still can although it's all online these days because i used yeah. to write a column in the stage for lots of for quite a long time I letters to a young it. comedian arthur i remember it and i loved it well, oh yeah oh, that's oh. is it hot weather where you are it's absolutely gorgeous and I, I think the weather. If we'd have had this pandemic, in you yeah. know, in a, in a miserable November, I think it'd be a different story, do you? Well, I don't I know. People would be more encouraged not to go out. I suppose. I if it's suppose. Oh, no, I want to see snow again. It hasn't snowed in London. I, I wonder if it ever will snow in London again. When's the last time you saw snow? In well, in round my way in Balham, it was about four or five years ago. Oh my and goodness! I know. I want, have you got any? Can you send me some, Barbara? I'll find some for you. I'll put yeah. some in a little envelope and pick and send it to Ballam, Arthur Smith, Ballam. It'll get there. Actually, I do remember. I, I've got this book out at the moment, MB, which I was meant to plug. A hundred things I meant to tell you, and one of the stories is in there is about when I, I used to teach English to foreign students in London, um, and there was one day and I was teaching away and then out the window it started snowing and it transpired that three members of my class had never seen snow you know they were from one, one was from Africa uh, one was from, I can't remember you know they'd been, they'd been yeah. in places didn't have snow and they were so unbelievably excited that I just abandoned the lesson and we all went out and played in the snow and threw snowballs at each other and these Sounds guys are so excited. I mean, if you've never seen snow, it makes me realise there must be lots of people in the world who've probably never seen the sea. Absolutely. What's this book? It sounds lovely. What's it called, Arthur? It's called A Hundred Things I Meant to Tell You. And it's a sort of series of stories, reportage, the odd poem, uh, rantings, you know, small little things. It's ideal for the, uh, obviously, for the lockdown. <laughs> ideal for the lockdown, lockdown. Yeah, ideal lockdown reading. 
Especially if you're having difficulty concentrating, because none of the chapters are very long, really. Perfect. Little snatches. Yeah. <laughs> Did you enjoy making it? Was it good making it? What, writing it, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was because uh, I was sort of thumbing through memories from my past and other things. I mean, there's some some of it are quite sad. The uh, mm. you know the account of my, my dear mother, who's um, who's in a home up the road from me, but I can't go and visit her, obviously. Oh, right. Who who kind of descended into dementia after my father died, and that was a really hard period for me because I was caring for her a lot, and then and she was utterly in despair, and then she started. In drinking two bottles of wine a day, and then right. she'd be found wandering about in the streets. And but fortunately, we've got. She's now in this home where I I cannot I to say how greatly I admire and adore the oh, carers there fantastic. who look after her. Yeah, it's funny. I it was um I, I wrote a little poem uh, uh, the other day. Was it uh, my mother rocks her head gently in the care home. And I know that somewhere in her mind, she is still the grammar school girl from Camberwell Green, dancing, kissing sailors in Trafalgar Square. It is VE Day and the rest of the century is hers. Oh, Arthur, you've made me cry. It's beautiful. <laughs> oh, it's I didn't really... mean to make you cry. Oh, how lovely. Oh, yeah, do you remember VE Day? Were you at VE Day, Barbara? No, love. No, love. I wasn't. That's such a beautiful <laughs> poem. I think what's so lovely about this, a lot of unexpected pleasures, what's going on now, or gifts, and I'm very sorry yeah. about your mum and you can't see her and all that. But I think people's appreciation of the arts, of poetry, of music, yeah. it's always sustained us, but you can yeah. feel its power more profoundly, I think. I think so. And also, I think there's more connection. I kind of made more connections with the people who live round about me when I'm going yeah. to the shop or something. You kind of, you have a distanced conversation with them in a way you probably wouldn't have done if this wasn't all going on and no. compare notes and things. I think what it does is it all brings us together because because there's so many different ways of getting information these days. There used to be a day that yeah. you watch more Come and Wise last night. People say, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. we haven't all got that, but we do all know about this. Yeah. So you can have a chat with anybody and have a, co a common ground. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because I missed the days when I was growing up, though, the news, it's right you say that, that there's just a sort of constant raining diarrhoea of news these days. But when growing up, when I was a kid, you know, there, there was the news on the TV at six o'clock till ten past six, I think. <laughs> and then maybe again for ten minutes at nine o'clock, and that was it, really. The news <laughs> used to just come down every few... Whereas now it's just raining news all the time, isn't it? That's right. I think that briefing when it first started out, everybody liked that because it took us back to those days of all getting back, getting the same information at the same time. Yeah, 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 that's right. It's funny, wasn't it? Funny. Anyway, listen, Arthur, you've made me laugh and you made me cry and you've made me think, which is oh. you've always done. Well, Barbara, it's lovely to speak to you, and I hope that you proceed beautifully throughout the uh, <laughs> ensuing months and years. And, and you, darling. Thank All you so right. much. And say thank you very much to Beth. And you, the sound yeah. quality is second to none. Oh, good. All right. Excellent. It's, thank it's you. It's really, really good. Anything else you want to say, Arthur? Uh, I'd like to say that despair and disillusion are essential moments in the progress of the intellectual soul. That's right. Or something.
that's yeah. <laughs> we'll have to think about that. Anything? Uh, any more poetry? I'm being cheeky now. If we ask for any more poetry. Uh, well, I. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'll uh, I'll end with a little poem by uh, Philip Larkin. All right, Great. called Go the on. Mower. The mower stalled twice. Kneeling, I found a hedgehog rammed up against the blades, killed. It had been in the long grass. I'd seen it before and even fed it once. Now I had mauled its unobtrusive world unmendably. Burial was no help. The next morning I got up and it did not. The first day after a death, the new absence is always the same. We should be careful of each other. We should be kind while there is still time. Oh, Arthur, that's pigging true, that is. Yeah. That's very, yeah, thank you. Thank you to you and Larkin. Ah, my pleasure. And love to you, Barbara. Oh, lots of love, Arthur. And look after yourself. Have a lovely day, love. All right, All right and you. Bye. Oh, bye, darling. Bye. Right, I've got to tell you now that I absolutely loved <laughs> talking to Arthur. I've always loved talking to him. It's because... You don't know where you're going to go with him. A bit like he was saying with alternative comedy, real alternative comedy. You don't know what's going to happen next. It's so exciting. And what good questions he was asking. And we're serious now. How come snails congregate for a bit <laughs> and then disappear? Where have they gone? And like Arthur said, it's not as if they move quickly. Surely you'd notice them going. <laughs> and coming back do they go underground and i'm interested in that because i want to put my courgettes in and i know them those snails <laughs> pig in pinch them so i have been raking the ground i'm trying to i've been throwing the snails and mary so i've been throwing them down the back of the garden oh. don't don't judge me where do they go what sure, why do, why do they congregate and where do they go and the second question is what is that plant called the penis headed <laughs> plant now do you think it, did you just your dad know anything uh, about nature paul just, we're turning us into the gardening podcast but yes my dad's got an allotment and loves his garden so he may well know we'll see if we get any heckles on text <laughs> all right okay good just putting it out there because we do want to involve you like the listeners because without you it's just me and Paul on clean feed and as we said before we did think that was about colonic irrigation for a bit but and sometimes it does go in people's spam folder but not today because I thought Arthur sounded crystal clear what a lovely what a lovely conversation we've had with him right then <laughs> poetry you can't honestly I can't go on about it enough Absolutely lovely. I used to do um, a little bit of a poem. I used to say to people, the Barbara and I said, do you like poetry? And the people say, yeah, we pig and do and all that. And I said, I've just written this one. A chicken coma renan from the Shireen Kadar. I run out to Blackpool in my son's nice red car. The thrill of hope a fresh bingo card brings. These are a few of my favourite things. And everybody would laugh. And then I set up a rhythm. Do, 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 do. If you're listening on your bike or you're walking, get do doing. Do, do. Do 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 do. Paul, you're gonna to have to go do do because I can't do do and okay. sing the words. Would you do, mind do doing? Do 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 do. Keep the rhythm going, please. Do do. A kicking coma and none from the shrinker down. I run out to Blackpool in my son's nice red car. The thrill of hope a fresh bingo card brings. These are a few of my favourite things. You're a rubbish doo-dooer, Paul. I had to stop. You was interfering with my pacemaker. I think it's the delay. Blaming the internet delay. 
<laughs> All right, kids, I enjoyed that. Go to Podcast Nice. Don't forget, oh yeah, Arthur Smith was our 200th follower. We should have mentioned that, shouldn't we? Oh, he's our 200th yeah. follower of podcast. And if you want to follow that podcast, it's quite mm. a good way of doing because Paul's very good. He puts all this stuff on. Yeah. We've had a few people saying, you know, there was interest in the Withenshaw connection with yeah. Sing Along of John. Mm. There's, there's a girl, Lorraine Cheshire, she's an actress, and she said she, her nan and people used to go to that club. So I'm going to get oh. her on next week. Nice. I like the connection. I mm. like connecting up. Really okay. nice. Okay. Do, 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 do. Oh, have you gone? <laughs> I'm not gone, but I don't want any more of that do, do in pose. <laughs> no, do, driving do. me piggy mad if I'm very frank with you. <laughs> no more do, do on the podcast, all right. <laughs> right, okay. It's been a lovely day. Thanks for listening. Enjoy whatever you're doing. And uh, Arthur's around so many things in it those long distance you know they're not long distance conversations at a distance conversations with people you wouldn't know feel much closer with our neighbours and I've just heard the front door going I might have to go I don't know why there's somebody at the front door bye bye you don't know who it is do you know what I mean because people don't usually come round I'm going I've just said bang bang unless it's you do doing and there's an echo in it I'm going I'll let you know who it was and if it's Jean Pickles I've got to go Paul see ya thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.